A reading from Mark 3, 28-30. Jesus continues, I tell you the truth, all the sins and blasphemes of men will be forgiven them, but whoever blasphemes against the Holy Spirit will never be forgiven. He is guilty of an eternal sin. He said this because they were saying he has an evil spirit. So I want to um, start off with a, an ask, and because I think for many, many years, I simply did not understand why the Holy Spirit was identified here as that one thing that can separate us permanently from God. And Nathan, I'm going to actually go to you on that, because I, I think that it's very important to understand exactly what Jesus is saying here. It's a great question. I've wrestled with it a bit over the years as well. And um, the way I understand it is, you remember when Jesus is talking with Nicodemus mm -hmm. about being born again, and Nicodemus doesn't really understand it, and he's trying to figure it out. And Jesus uses an illustration, and he basically says, you know how the wind works? You don't know where it's coming from or where it's going. That's how it is with those who are born again. You, you know, you're governed now by the Holy Spirit. You're governed by this thing that's not the law. That was probably what was on Nicodemus's mind. If I'm not governed by the law, what am I governed by? You're governed now by the Holy Spirit. It's like the wind. And so to blaspheme the Holy Spirit is to work against that saving work. It's to, it's to say, I'm going to fight against the wind. And, and that's super, the reason it's unforgivable is because it's condemning people to hell. It, it, it's, well, it's working on the project of keeping people out of that saving work, basically. And Jesus is like, look, that's the reason it's not that it's unforgiven because he's so, you know, resentful towards you. It's just that it's, it's sort of operationally unforgivable because it's it's the work of Satan to follow his his line here from the last couple of paragraphs. Is that how you see it, too, Gina or Eric? Or do you have a, a different insight? Yeah, I um, actually, I remember this scripture wrestling with the scripture yeah. as well in seminary and it would keep me up at night, like, whoa, the unpardonable sin, what if I've already committed it, you know, <laughs> right. without knowing. Um, and I remember one of my professors at the time actually shared a story about a student who um, believed that he had committed this, you know, unforgivable sin um, mm -hmm. be, of, of, you know, cursing out God, blaspheming the Holy Spirit. So he went to him and he told, he confessed, he's like, well, I've committed this sin. I don't know what to do. And so the professor asked him one simple question. He said, do you, did you feel convicted? And he said, yes. And he's like, then you didn't commit the sin because the conviction itself is evidence that the Holy Spirit is still at work in your life hmm. and bringing you to repentance. And so um, through that story, what he was saying is it's when we reject, like you were saying, Nathan, mm -hmm. the work of the spirit, the yeah. work of God, and the work of the spirit is to reveal Jesus to sinners. That's what he does to lead us to repentance. And so when we resist, when we, mm -hmm. when we are blaspheming, we're rejecting who he is, what he's done, what Jesus has done for us. And that is what becomes unforgivable. The Holy Spirit is a gift that has been available for all times, but the but uh, when Jesus is crucified, and you see this in the Book of Acts, and even actually in the latter part of the Gospel of Luke, the Holy Spirit is released not only to 
the Jews, but to everybody who will accept them into their, uh, the Holy Spirit into their heart. It is, we're, we're, I mean, I talked the other day about a story and what's one's place, what's my place, what's your place in God's story. And that can be a mystery. But one thing that isn't a mystery is the availability of the Holy Spirit for those who are willing to acknowledge it, to uh, embrace it, to absorb it into their own life and their own heart, and then begin, I think, to understand what their place is in God's story and God's kingdom. Because I think that it's, it's a mistake to just lay the Holy Spirit aside and, and not consider it at all or not even listen to it. But it's, it's a worse mistake to um, actually shun it and, and attack it and blasphemy it. Uh, you're, you're, you're actually saying God doesn't exist. Jesus did not die for me. You're attacking the whole narrative of uh, Jesus Christ and the cross. And I think that's, to me now, more of what it says than um, I would have known, actually, when I was uh, earlier in my, in my traveling through the, uh, the Gospels.